With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Check, 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 mic check, one, two. I'm back, everyone. What's going on, everyone? Jason Jones, Rule of the Court podcast, brought to you by the Basketball Podcast Network. We're in the first week of NBA training camp, and the Kings are doing what you do this time of year, getting ready for the season. Uh, media day was earlier this week. I'm recording this on a Thursday, so... <laughs> You know, it's not like I'm at media day at the moment. So, let's go ahead and just dive right on in. What I wanted to actually talk about was more so nothing basketball related. I wanted to kind of dive into this Monty McNair situation. And just kind of what it means. You know, just what it really means right now for the organization. And it's kind of where they are right now. You know, is it really a situation? I don't know what you would call it. It really depends. But as we all know, uh, my name is in the last year of his deal as the Kings general manager. And I think most people would believe or say that Monty's done a good job as Kings general manager. He seen the team appears to be headed in the right direction. So it would seem to be makes sense that just maybe you might want to extend him. That maybe you want to uh, keep him on. You know, let's give him a one year extension, two years. You know, one and one year and a one year option. You know, it's uh, all seems, it all seems, you know, to me, it all seems reasonable that you would want to do that. But that's not where the Kings are. They haven't given Monty that extension. And that was addressed this week during, uh, you know, during uh, media availability. And let's just look at some of the things that were said. And, you know, uh, and where I'm going to start, I'm not going to even start with, uh, with, uh, with, uh, Monty McNair's situation. I'm going to start with, uh, Vivek Ranadive, who of course is the, uh, you know, principal owner of the Kings, where final say lies. 
And Wednesday, the Sacramento Bee was able to catch uh, Vivek following the uh, kind of the uh, presser, the, the the press junket, press deal for the uh, Sacramento River Cats. And here's what Vivek had to say in terms of Mon and McNair. And I'm going to start by, okay, I'm going to go ahead and just read some of the quotes first. One quote to the B was, everyone's just been heads down, focused on the season. So we're really just focused on this season. Mm-hmm, interesting. And then, more from Vivek, I think Monty, Wes, and the whole front office, the coaches they hired, the coaching staff, the process they want, they went through, trades they made, the rookie they picked. I'm very pleased with everything that's happened. I think right now the focus is let's win. And and more from Rebecca Ronadive. I know it's been a long time and I know that we haven't performed well on the court. Understatement of yeah <laughs> of the training of training camp. We have the best fans in the world and they deserve success. I think our future is really bright. I think we have an incredible front office. We have a great coaching staff. We have really exciting players, and I'm super excited for the season. And let me start by saying this when it comes to Vivek Ranadive and his uh, media time now. The Kings have done a great job (laughs) over the years of kind of making Vivek basically boring in the media. Uh, His early years with the Kings... One of the reasons why the media liked Vivek is because not only would he just talk to anybody and you never knew what he would say. You know, he would be given, you know, talking points from the PR team, kind of try to steer him away from controversy. But Vivek was Vivek. He was going to speak his mind no matter how uh, off the cuff, bizarre. You know, things were, you know, that this week being the week of Media Day reminded me of Media Day 2014 when as Media Day was wrapping up and some of us are heading out, you know, we all get stopped because Vivek wants to talk. And that was the day that Vivek declared after one season of Michael Malone that the culture of the Kings had been fixed and now it was time to focus on winning. Which, of course, any of us who had been around the team, I don't know, for more than five days, knew that wasn't true. But it set the tone for kind of how Vivek would do things. And, of course, eventually, Michael Malone was fired. And the Kings still haven't won. Malone's been to the conference finals and the playoffs a few times in Denver. And the Kings, of course, own a 16-year playoff drought, which is the longest in NBA history. So I failed that to say that these quotes didn't really tell us anything. And that's you no know, clearly by design. And what we need to look at in this situation isn't so much about what Vivek is saying. It's about what the Vivek is doing. And what he's not doing is giving the general manager who, by a few accounts, took probably uh, less money than a lot of the candidates would have taken to accept the job in Sacramento. And by most accounts, has done a decent job 
given, you know, the hole he was in in terms of the lack of talent on the roster, just some of the dysfunction, uh, just the things that come with when you've been around a bad team for a while. Has he been perfect? No. Um, uh, we have a couple of holdovers from the previous coaching staff, but that regime would probably tell you that the first year plus, it really wasn't about making the team better. Um, you know, you can't say you signed Glenn Robinson the third and Hassan Whiteside and that those were your improvements but <laughs> to make the team a contender or a play. It's a playoff contender, but what has changed is the team seems much better at the draft, at least in the first round. They haven't hit on a second rounder in this regime, but that's, it's hard to hit on a second rounder. I mean, it's hard to hit on first rounders a lot, but, you know, I think uh, Tyrese Halliburton was a good pick. Uh, and obviously, he was traded to Indiana for Sabonis, but I think Davion Mitchell's an NBA player. I think Keegan Murray's an NBA player. So, all that together... There have been some positives. I think that this is the best roster the Kings have had in some time. I think the last time the Kings had a roster where I thought, hmm, they might have a chance was uh, George Carl's one full season. But, of course, that all went to shit because the players hated George and vice versa. And it was just a bunch of it was just a bunch of shit that year. So we don't have that. You got a new coach and Mike Brown. But there just seems to be some, I don't understand what the trepidation would be in extending money now. Like I said, even if it's just a year, or I said a year with a year option. You know, I don't, I think this, the Kings are a franchise in desperate need of stability and continuity. They haven't had either in the front office or the coaching staff in 16 years. But I, it, it just seems that when you say, you know, we're all focused on winning, that kind of puts, it's almost, I don't know if they're putting money on notice, but when you're the Sacramento Kings, what exactly does winning look like? Is winning finishing in the top 10 and, and qualifying for the play-in? Does winning mean you have to get into the playoffs? I mean, example, say the Kings end up at 8 or in in the West, and they lose a play-in game on a bad call, or you know the bounce of a you know there's some crazy happens like someone he throws in and he's a seventy-five foot shot that hits the hits the back of the rim, bounces up and bounces through the rim, some crazy. Should Monty McNair lose his job if that's the way the season ends and they miss the playoffs? I don't think so. But it says the focus is on winning. And we've heard for the last couple of years it's about it's about playoffs or bust. And the Kings have been bust. But I think this is the squad with the most legitimate chance in at least six, seven years to be a playoff team. Just a matter of can this team put it all together. And... With the whole play-in scenario, it gives you a chance to even recover from a bad start, like the Pelicans did last season, where they were they one in fourteen, but they were able to play their way into you know that play-in situation and played their played their way into the postseason. So that gives you an extra way to get in, and 
it's just really going to come down to what do you define as winning if you are the Sacramento Kings? What is what is winning? I don't know what winning is. Um, that wasn't made clear, but I don't believe Monty McNair's job should hinge on whether or not the Kings make the playoffs. I still think it's a good possibility or it's a realistic possibility they missed the playoffs again this year. And that wouldn't necessarily mean that they had a bad season. So we shall see what happens with that. But this is the type of situation that keeps a struggling franchise struggling when you just can't establish some level of stability. And right now you don't have that as long as this is going on. So before I move on, I've got a few words to you for you. From the folks at DraftKings, you know how how we do over here on the on the uh, Ruler of the Court podcast. You know, just so you know, the NFL action is in full swing here at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. We're talking touchdowns, big plays, and even bigger wins. New customers can bet just five dollars on any NFL team and get two hundred dollars in free bets if they do. If that's not enough, everyone can boost their winnings with DraftKings. Stepped up gameplay parlays. You know, I'm not a gambler, as y'all know, but this sounds like fun. Right now, for every leg you add, you can boost your winnings up to 100%. With payouts bigger than ever, why bet on football anywhere else? To make things even sweeter, you can throw down on stepped up game, same game parlays once per day, all season long. So what do you do? Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TBPN to get $200 in free bets if your team wins when you place a $5 bet event on any football game. That's code TBPN only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Now let's get back to the show. Okay, um, don't uh, don't have a whole lot more basketball I want to talk about. Uh, I want to kind of shift over to hip hop uh, news. Broke Wednesday evening that Compton-based uh, rapper uh, Coolio, Grammy Award-winning rapper Coolio, passed away at the age of fifty-nine. According to the reports, he was found. Uh, unresponsive in a in the in a, in, the, in, a, in a in a friend's home in the bathroom and was uh, later pronounced dead. Julio became a household name with the with a couple of hits. One being um, "Fantastic Voyage," one of the songs that was like the soundtrack of my high school years, and the song "Gangsters Paradise." That was another big smash for for Coolio. And if you look at the, the way that song um, had uh, LV singing the, the hook, it kind of was like, it was a, I won't say the precursor, it was kind of in the vein of that G-Funk. It, it was another song that was a hit that fused soulful R&B with just straight hip-hop. And Coolio had a lot... Uh, Julio's, um, his 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 catalog was beyond those uh, was you no know, beyond just those mainstream hits. 
But Julio had an amazing story. Just how he came back from drug addiction to become a, a rap superstar. My first exposures uh, to Coolio wasn't even back with, uh, you know, with, you know, a Gangster's Paradise or uh, it wasn't, you know, Fantastic Voyage. My, uh, my um, first exposure to Coolio was through Dub C and the Mad Circle and Ice Cube. And if you want to get a sense of that, you know, a lot of times I do, I'll give you some some stuff to go listen to. If you want to hear some early, you know, some Coolio from his uh, Mad Circle, his Mad Circle days, he's on the uh, the 1991 album "Ain't a Damn Thing Changed," and I think a lot of us got to know Coolio just come from kind of a you know the I don't know if I wouldn't call his songs pop hits, but the popular songs. But if you want to hear how he came hard, so to speak, on the, uh, y'all gonna twist that, you know, came correct, or, well, let me just change what I'm saying, the way his flow was, you know, was, was edgy, <laughs> you, you check out Ain't a Damn Thing Changed, you know, that was Dub C, that was Coolio, and that was Crazy Tunes, and, you know, Crazy Tunes passed away, uh, five years ago, so, and now we've lost Coolio, but, that was a good, that, uh, between Ain't a Damn Thing Changed and Curb Serving in 95, you got a good taste of, of Coolio, but probably my favorite Coolio, or one of my, my favorite Coolio, uh, songs is actually, wasn't even his song, it was a posse, posse cut, it was on Ice Cube's death certificate called Colorblind, where, Julio and Dub C are going back and forth, back and forth, talking about, you know, kind of just the, the mindset of it's time to go put in some work. And, you know, but I'm young and I've never done this before. And kind of the thought process of someone crossing over into that life without the, you know, the no, the no, the know how, because this is something new, but it's something they feel is necessary. And if you took that might be my favorite Coolio, it's not even a full verse. Like I said, he's going back and forth with Dub C on the song, but it's it's probably one of the best songs on Death Certificate, which I consider to be a classic album in itself. But, you know, before Coolio was. Was, you know, known for, you know, the Keenan and Kel, no theme or like I said, uh, Fantastic Voyage. You know, he you know he had some fun songs. You know, one, two, three, four. Get you know you know on the floor. He had some, you know, he had some some a lot of a lot of you know, classic moments in hip hop. Uh, to me, like I said, Colorblind was just a classic cut on a classic album. So if you want to get some more into Coolio, I would recommend you check all the stuff I mentioned out. Go back to Dub C and the Mad Circle. Also check out Coolio's um, catalog as well. So, you know, rest in peace to 
you know, somebody who helped shape my childhood, <laughs> as crazy as it sounds, yeah, somebody who gave, you know, who provided parts of the soundtrack to my high school years, my youth, and I said it was definitely some sad news to get. And, but, got one more hip-hop thing I wanted to touch on, but before we do that, I have a message to you all from from Raycon. You know, you know, being a part of the basketball podcast network, I got to I, you know, got to check out these uh I got I got these white Raycon earbuds got to check out. And what I do with a lot of times is I'll just go to the store, I'll listen to a bunch of, you know, I'll listen to music or some of my podcasts. I got a, I got a few favorites, but I'll listen to a Joe Button. I'll listen to another one that's real funny. It's called And Then We Had Sex. I'll listen to my man Clint Coley and his his multiple podcasts. But I'll listen to my podcast as I'm shopping. And, and because a lot of my podcasts and music has a lot of language I don't want my kids to hear, <laughs> I'll put the Raycons in so I can listen to it in the house without my youngest kids going to school and giving the 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 educational system a new <laughs> a new perspective on what their dad listens to at the house. But just so you know, I've got these Raycons and they've been great. It, you know, and that's what and that's why they're great, you know. I love these I love these wireless earbuds. And I'm gonna tell you why. You know, they look good, they feel good and they sound great. Great sound quality. You know, the, the, you know, they're gel tips they use on these. They fit in my ear well. I'm usually a person who struggles with that because things will just fall out. The, 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 usually the earbuds will just fall out of my ear. I don't have that problem with these. You get eight hours of playtime. You know, 32 hour battery life, which of course is essential, you know, when you're, if you're a shopper like me, walk around the store all day. You know, and then you get, you know, the price, Raycons are priced just right. You get quality audio at half the price of other premium auto brands. Audio, so audio brands. It's no wonder Raycon's everyday earbuds have over 50,000 five-star reviews. My favorite parts about them, uh, I love the noise isolation. That's great for me when I'm, like I said, either in the store or in the gym. And I also love that you've got, you know, your earbud tap functions. I ain't got to go to my phone and, you know, to change the track or increase the volume. Just tap my ear and I'm gone. So, like I said, I use mine when I'm shopping. I use mine around the house. I I use mine for my podcast and my music. So, you can check out the product details. Right here, you know, and then here's what you got to do. I need you to go to Raycon.com today and use the code TBPN15 to get 15% off your Raycon order. That's code TBPN15 at BuyRaycon.com to score 15% off. BuyRaycon.com, code TBPN. Now, back to the show. Okay, before I get out of here, everyone... Uh, you know, just talking about Coolio, and that's, you know, we've had way too many, you know, discussions about rappers, you know, death. At least this wasn't 
one of those uh crazy you know crazy you know murders like we had with PNB Rock the other day and there was uh some news in that as well and I wanted to touch on two things actually one um uh, the PNB Rock situation was a reminder that we need to stop running the social media with the bullshit. A lot of people jumped on social media and blamed his girlfriend for his death that because she posted they were eating at Roscoe's and I was like, give me a fucking break. Like someone was following was following them on social media, waiting to see if they were going to eat. Give me a break. And what we now have learned since the LAPD and you know, they announced a suspect and all that, all those things. What we've learned is the suspects. In fact, did not learn of PNB of his location <laughs> based off of Instagram. What we you know, what we learned is that these people. Then we had we did, we have had we do have an arrest. We have a minor, a seventeen who's who's apparently the son of this suspect. Freddie Lee Trone, you know, so we, you know, we have, we, we do have arrest in this case. And, but we learned that they were in the, allegedly in the parking lot already. So some of this slander that his girlfriend took was completely unfair. And a lot of people put probably undue trauma on her by suggesting that her doing something that people do all the time, share their food location, you know, was the reason why this happened. And number one, the reason it happened was because some criminals killed him. It wasn't over that. And secondly, I saw a lot of men out there shaming this woman, talking about how he should have kept his woman in check, blah, blah. Just, just disgusting shit. Disgusting. And I hope that we can somehow get better from this continue to try to get better as people, but I don't have a lot of hope sometimes when I see some stuff like that. But finally, I want to try to end on a positive note, give you a positive recommendation. Uh, musically, I'm going to tell you to check out the new Simba. As you know, I'm a, like a Bay Area, I'm not a Bay Area, I'm a Southern California transplant in the Bay Area. And it's made me have a much bigger affinity to Bay Area music, but this I had heard Simba, but I heard when I heard the uh, freestyle he dropped on Funk Master Flex, especially he started off by basically telling Funk, you you going to stop talking shit about Tupac, you know, but it's a you know, it was great and his new album is really good as well. So you get a chance if you haven't done so already, check out Simba S Y M B A, great album, great listen. So you can find me on Twitter at Mr. Underscore Jason Jones. You can find me on Instagram at Mr. Jones LBC. I share stuff on both accounts or both platforms. I have a TikTok, which I have no idea how to use. Well, I've never used it before. I think I actually have two accounts. And I have a Snapchat, which I don't even know if people use anymore. But it's not like I ever use it anyway. So this is Jason Jones. This is the Rule of the Court podcast. Uh, I'll be back soon talking some more King, some more hip-hop. And... You guys all be safe out there. I mean, you all. You know, I don't want to exclude the ladies, but you all be safe. I'm out. Talk to yourself. Go. Me.